Welcome to this week's edition of the Black Door Musical Podcast. Black Door Musical Positive? No, it's Black Door Musical Argument Podcast. And it's not musical. I mean, literally no part of that was correct. But, you know, if you feel good about it, then we'll call it good. Of course, I'm here with my friend, Carson. And well, I'm a friend uh, today. I just want to know what we're looking forward to, because based off the episodes I hear, I thought that we were mortal enemies. No, not that we're mortal enemies, just that, you know, it's complicated. It's just anytime Carson suggests anything, it's automatically wrong. Isn't that kind of what you said a couple no, episodes ago? No, I try things oh, you tell. Oh, this is the internet, uh, so you'll only say things when I'm not around, but when I'm face-to-face, no, all of a sudden, you know, you're back on your I was just here. correcting what I said. I said, when you suggest things, I try it, and then I just instantly hate them, and I don't know why. I don't think that's what you said. I can pull up the clip and play it back here, too. Okay, why don't you insert the clip right here? I'm probably not going to. That sounds like a lot of work, which I think you're just calling my bluff because you know I'm too lazy. (laughs) Exactly. That's fair. Anyway, you know, we we were wondering, what's a musician's job? Because there's quite a few, uh, you know, people who are professional musicians. And I think, real quick, I'm just interject right here. So when we talked about the topic, you had said, let's talk about what is a musician's job. And I think it leads to immediately a slew of other questions because you mm-hmm. immediately said professional, but I think it's also the, you have a definition there that gets separating because sure. what is a musician's job right versus a professional, professional musician? because then you also have to define what is success. Is it based off of money? Is it based off of fans? Is it based right. off of, and all of that becomes part of it. And I think that there is a route where you talk about the whole idea of selling out that gets at that root of what does a musician do? Mm-hmm. Not necessarily saying we're going into that, but just more of the, I feel there's some definition that we want to have around that. Sure. Because I think that if you say like a musician, okay, cool. Elementary school music teacher can be a musician. Yes. They are a professional. Yep. They're, what you say is what a musician's job is probably not the same as, you know, Fred Durst from Limp Bizkit. Well, you know, th- see, that's getting into my point because I think based on the type of musician the person is, their job has different requirements. So if you say uh, Britney Spears, mm-hmm. I don't know much about the production of a live show of Britney Spears, mm-hmm. and she may not be doing them very often now. But um, I'm not sure singing is actually you know, a requirement for her. So are you saying that she's not a musician? No. I'm saying that some of her shows might be uh, playing pre-recorded and lip uh, lip syncing is happening because she's doing so many dance moves that to actually sing the part while doing those moves, I don't think is possible. Maybe. I don't know. I haven't seen her show, I guess. I haven't. I've just seen parts. And also, I think that this is where we get to that point of one of the questions I had was, are you talking about live? Are you talking about recorded? Are you talking about pre-recorded? There you go. Because, you know, if you're, say you're uh, Kurt Cobain pre- uh, 94? Right. <laughs> Not sure that's what you're going for. Right. I'm going to go ahead and throw that but, one in there. <laughs> you know, punctuality wasn't necessarily a requirement for him. Say you're a studio musician uh, trying to maintain a, a you know, a, a, your career. Punctuation is, uh, is punctuality, not punctuation. Uh, punctuality is very important. You need to be there when they're ready to go with your instrument, ready to go and hit the cues. Exclamation point. Right. And... Yeah, punctuation. <laughs> <laughs> Punctuality is important, exclamation point. Um, so, you know, you've got different things. Because I've heard uh, some people say that, you know, when you're sitting there at 
9.30 for a show that was supposed to start at 9. And you're like, oh, what is that person doing? And some people say, their job. They're supposed to make you wait. They're building the anticipation. anticipation. They're built. See, you won't even let me have the the podcast have anticipation for me saying anticipation. Okay, I apologize. Yeah. Carry on. And uh, th- then you have people who are playing gigs for people paying them, and they better start on time, or you know what, you're not getting hired again. So. What the musician's job is, I think, uh, you know, really depends on where they are and what what they're doing. Uh, If you're looking for that person to strike lightning in a bottle and either in the recording studio or live performance, I think, uh, you know, their job description is way different than uh, a guitarist who's on tour with a group that is just one of 50 guitars on the on the call sheet that could have been called for that gig. So <laughs> I can't tell if you're building for anticipation again. I'm afraid to talk, Barry. Patient. Okay, all right. Well, let me just go ahead and just put an exclamation point in here. Pah, punctuation. No, I, I, I completely agree when we're talking about where what level it is. And again, the guitarist that's hired to play along with whatever it may be, whether that even be like, regionally locally where you have a theater that's coming through well they have a group that comes through let me there are artists that still will hire semi-local musicians to play along with them and they wouldn't even necessarily tour it really kind of depends on what it is performances of certain musicals for example things like that they're not touring with that group no so i mean you have a whole sliding scale of what is a musician's job and i think that if you ask people at a simple level what's musician's job i think more of a go-to is like well entertaining entertainment Mm -hmm. i don't know playing music performing music you know, th- these kind of becomes these whole sliding scales. But what I thought about in preparation for this is back to some of my theater training. I want to bring some Aristotle in here and the six elements of Arith- Aristotelian play. Okay? Okay. And this goes back to, like, Greek theater. Greek theater? Greek theater, right? Anticipation. Right. Okay. So as you talk about it, those those the six elements were plot character, thought, diction, music, and spectacle. Mm-hmm. What they talk about is based off of the zeitgeist that you live in. Those will actually reverse order or change the order. Mm-hmm. And it's something I actually, was, as I was kind of doing some quick reading about this, there's a bunch of stuff right now talking about the Aristotelian method of everything right now. Where it's like, well, how does your brand actually stay on point thinking about this? Your brand should be a story. So your plot needs to be most important. Mm-hmm. Your spectacle needs to be most, least important. Who are your characters? Who are you? And it's like, well, yeah, that totally makes sense as, you, as you're kind of thinking through mm-hmm. it. So these elements, although old, still very much apply. Music is an element of this. But if you actually take that as part of the entire what is a musician, there's a lot of it that plays into it. Right. Where from Aristotle's point of view, spectacle is a very minor point of what it should be. Right. I believe that he actually said it's the least artistic form. And so it's kind of funny as you think about it where it's like, if you go and you see Slash or you see, you know, Zach Wilde, and if they don't have some spectacle of guitar solo going on, you're going to question why you paid for the ticket. You're not necessarily there just to pay for the, the humdrum. You want the spectacle, which I think that as you talk about where is that sliding scale, I think also some of that also plays into it for what they're actually, what you're, ex, what you're expecting out of that artist. Right. Going back to your point of if it's nine o'clock, and you're seeing 
Steve's cousin's brother, who is uh, performing a couple of folk songs that you're there to support. Right. If he's not on stage at 9.01, you know what? You're finishing this beer and you're out the door. Right. But again, if you're seeing, you know, Nickelback. Of course. I'm going to sit there for an hour and a half oh, waiting yeah, we'll for give how three it reminds hours. me. Yeah, exactly. I so, mean, it's anticipation. Mm-hmm. Anticipation with punctuation. Um, but I think that actually, I just wanted to mention that because sure. that's something I think that you and I, I'd like to actually do some like reading research and maybe actually do an episode sure. on some of that and how we see that in. Well, no, I think like, if life. you think about that, cause like say, so I've seen Simon and Garfunkel, uh, the last time they toured together. And I know you see a lot of some of the other kind of like writer, uh, singer, singer what's that? Singer, songwriter, singer, songwriter. They're more about the music typically. They're up there. They might have some supporting players, but they might even be back in the wings, not even like center stage with them. And they're very bare, very... This is Paul Simon and, uh, sitting on stage with a guitar and and playing and singing a song. Mm-hmm. And I, you're just not going to see someone like Britney Spears do that. Well, I mean, making that same argument, though, um, I had my some of my... Um, in-laws went and saw Paul McCartney mm-hmm. and I was like I just Wait, don't does have... he write his own music not sure okay I mean really I think that he was mostly carried by this other guy but we'll just call it good okay jokes 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 hey DJ if you're here come at me um, <laughs> but uh, I think that as you're kind of talking about it that isn't a show that although it may be good I don't have interest in going to because mm-hmm. I think that it's that idea of like I don't really know that I want to see them now I wanted to see them long right. ago no, that, that's just, it's kind of like Kiss. I don't have any interest in seeing Kiss. If Kiss did a tour right now, I wouldn't go see them. Right. No interest. That's a personal thing. But talking to them, they were like, oh, but the show was so amazing. Like, they had these amazing projections and the light show. And they had, like, mm-hmm. this laser light thing over it. And the whole thing was fogged. And I was like, yeah, but how was the music? Oh, it was incredible. They timed it with the lights. And I was like, cool, but how was the music? Oh, it was incredible. They had all these guest artists that came on. And I was like, all right, see, and this sells my, this is actually my point. Although it may be incredible that you had all of these other elements, the idea of Simon and Garfunkel sitting on stage is performing this stuff, that's what sounds more interesting. Yeah. So it's, again, where does that spectacle actually tie right. in? What is the musician's job? Right. Well, I mean, I think they're, you know, performing that material, and especially that was back in 2001, the, the Simon and Garfunkel uh, were, you know, performing their old they're old hits. There was mm-hmm. no new music. Nothing right. probably written past 1971. Mm-hmm. On the on the on the uh, so everything was 30 years old, and they had played it f- a million times. And we were sitting there, and we were listening to this, but we knew, you know, they were. I mean, Paul Simon <laughs> probably didn't have to practice <laughs> the, mm-hmm. the pieces again. He knows how to play those. Mm-hmm. And Art Garfunkel knows how to sing "Bridge Over the Troubled Waters." And they came out. Does he though? Yeah. Okay. You, you. Well, that can be another discussion. Yeah. But uh, the the thing I they're also selling though, and is the emotion of because you know Art Garfunkel didn't write anything when they were together, mm-hmm. and so he's singing Paul Simon's words mm-hmm. a lot of times by himself. So he's selling an emotion that Paul Simon wrote. So that's also kind of in the show, but, and that's a lot of like things other people do. So like, you know, George Jones is considered to be one of the greatest country singers, 
but he didn't write anything. He's got some writing credits, but that's mostly because of negotiation and, mm-hmm. and contracts. Uh, but, you know, that's, that's the kind of thing where, you know, you got a performer and they're like an actor in a play. You know, they didn't write anything, but they are, they're practicing it and then they're coming out and, and giving you the show of the song uh, as, as a performance. So I think there's a whole other uh, uh, side of the performance. Well, and I think that, that actually ties back to the idea of we think of, you think of actors, mm-hmm. you think of musicians, you think of like mu- actors who are also like performers for musicals. I think in a lot of cases when you talk about a musician who's selling an emotional experience, mm-hmm. they're actors through and through. They're, right. they're, they're playing their part. Yeah. And I think that also then it kind of takes a step further of what is success. But I think that that could actually be its own episode in its own is what is success for musicians. I think that that is a huge sliding scale. Mm-hmm. And I think that there are people who are very happy playing music just for their family, there are p- which is successful. Mm-hmm. There are people who, I want to be the superstar. I want to be the king of pop. I want to be the next LeBron James of music. I watched Space Jam this weekend. But I think that as you just kind of walk through Wait, that, it's like Space Jam the or Space new Jam? Legacy. Yeah, I did yeah. too. Yeah. Yeah. I want my hour and a half back. It wasn't that bad. The Michael B. Jordan joke was the best part of the show, though. It, it was. That was so solid. That was okay. good. Um, anyways, but I think that there's a point where people seek for being the superstar. There are people that seek to be, I just want to play in my living room, play four chords, and I'm happy. Mm-hmm. Both are successful in their own right. Sure. And I think the other hard part is, how do people classify musicians? So, I mean, it's just kind of funny. It's funny how people... Uh, it's all the, the terms. It's kind of like when someone says, oh, it's your, what, what kind of you know, music do you play or whatever? It's a loaded question. There's no way to answer this without some type of like salt. That's why you always just say uh, post-hardcore emo rock with a surf rock spin and a ska band. No, the only answer to that is, oh, I play both kinds, country and western. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess this conversation's done right there, yeah, so... Yeah, I, I don't know. I think that it's uh, a musician's job is uh, is an interesting one. The the whole idea of it, right? Well, it's like uh, the other thing is I've heard uh, one person describe uh, Britney Spears' job as doing crunches. No matter where she is, doing crunches, so she looks good on stage, so she can fit people's uh, image of what sh- Britney Spears is supposed to be on stage, and. Uh, that's, you know, uh, that's a Penn Jillette quote, by the way. Um, mm. And, you know, doing that, flying on an airplane, uh, staying in hotels just close to... leaving on a jet plane? Yeah. No. Uh, but I'm just saying, you know, getting to the job is part of the job. And, mm-hmm. and doing all that, signing the autographs, all the things is part of their job. I mean, when I play you know, a gig around the campfire for my kids. I uh, I usually try to sign autographs, but there's little call for it these days. Yeah, no, they want the autograph, but they want to keep the fire going as well. So <laughs> as long as you'll sign it, the fire keeps going. Yeah. Uh, no, and I, I think that though, to that point, though, there, there's the idea of what in someone's head, to think about it, I, um, I'm trying to remember who it was, but there's this interview where I was listening to someone talk about what life as a touring musician at a stadium-level tour is. Yeah. And they were like, well, you're expected to sleep till 1 p.m. every day. Mm-hmm. You sleep into the afternoon. If you wake up early, you're, you're going to have a real rough day. Right. Because when you figure you don't take the stage <clears throat> until 9 o'clock, 9.30, that's when you essentially start your day. Right. 
you know? Well, I know uh, Dee Snyder retired from touring a while back, and I know you know he's had different people in Twisted Sister, and after they're done with the show, people are like, yeah, where are we going to party? And he's like, you fucking kidding me? You show, see what I did out on stage? If you are still up for a party after that show, you are fired. <laughs> that Your job is to leave everything on that fucking stage every night, and if you're ready to party after a show, you don't belong here. He would he would have his entire day wrapped up in his show, you know, and all his nutrition and all his you know he's like his voice has got to be good, so he's not having any dairy after like three p.m. and you know it's just like he had this whole schedule of how his body was going to work and do the show and be able to recover for the next show because you know, I mean it's one thing to perform when you're in your twenties, but he's doing that into his fifties, you know, mm-hmm. so you know you can't just. Well, and again, I mean, I'm going to circle back. What is the musician's job? You talk about the idea of, like, The Rock. Mm-hmm. The Rock looks like the way The Rock does because of a whole hell of a right. lot of commitment. His schedule yeah, because is Because Britney that. Spears is doing crunches. Right, exactly. It's not normal for someone his age to look that way. No. It, it's so much work. And so when you think about some of these musicians that are tra- that are touring into their, yeah. their later age and maintaining a very intense schedule, yeah, it is... It is work. Let me tell it you. It is work. Now, when I saw Paul, uh, Simon and Garfunkel, it was 2001, mm-hmm. so that was a while ago, but Paul Simon is wearing Levi's and a t-shirt. Mm-hmm. That's a stage outfit. Mm-hmm. I know he owns a very nice suit, so I know that is a stage outfit, but he pulls a guitar up. His shirt comes up. That dude had the six-pack, <laughs> and we, I calculated his age. He was 63 at the time. And this has been Barry checking out musicians oh. this week. And you know, if you want to be a musician, I think the I think the takeaway here, crunches. Yeah, crunches. I think that's the name of this episode too. Crunches. crunches. I love it. Yeah. I feel like we've reached a good point here. I think we have. I don't know that we should continue past we crunches. Sh- definitely should not. All right. Well, for the Black Door Music Crunches, this has been Crunches. And I have been Karsten. If you like this episode, we are so sorry. But this has been the Black Door Music Argument, where opinions are always welcome. But are probably wrong. Including mine. We provide the best research Wikipedia offers. So tell all of your friends and your mistress. Or your manstress. Or your other token female friends. But not your grandma. Unless your grandma's fucking cool. Make sure to rate and review us on iTunes. Look for us on Instagram. We're not on Instagram. Follow us on Twitter. We don't tweet. Like us on Facebook. Okay, Boomer. Talk about us on MySpace. Or Friendster. Stop trying to out MySpace me. And always remember to clear your browser history. But most of all. Especially important. Super crucial. The ultimate. Baby, Baby, it's it's cold cold outside. outside.